0: Praise the Lord. Today we're going to leave different from the way that we came in. I would like us to go please to the 23rd Psalm. This is a familiar passage. We're just going to read it. It's very powerful. And uh, then we're going to highlight one piece in here. Um, yeah, Psalm, Psalm chapter 23, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Surely, goodness and love or goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Verse 3, it says, He restores my soul. Uh, and I, I think, I remember a long time ago, Saleh preached something along these lines. But one of the, one of the jobs of the shepherd is to restore my soul. He restores my soul. Hallelujah. Uh, the word uh, restores my soul, the word restores, A better translation is that he turns back my soul or he causes my soul to return. Uh, and uh, in the Amharic translation, it's actually, uh, it's better. It actually uses that more, the Hebrew word, nefsin uh, Malasat. All right. He restores or he brings back He brings back my soul and I thought that was interesting you know the soul it's a funny thing the soul has the ability to go away and the soul has the ability to come back you know it's like the soul has this uh, unique thing so you can go someplace physically go somewhere and come back all right but at the same time you could be in the same place physically but your soul goes somewhere far, far away so uh, and it's possible even to come to church physically, but in. Yeah. And so one of the things of the shepherd, one of the things that the shepherd does is he causes our soul to return. And I want to talk about that a little bit because it's important for the soul to return, to come back to the place where she belongs. By the way, your soul is female. Mm? All of everybody's soul is female. Hmm? The, the Bible describes the soul in, in f- feminine properties. So you could be a male in here and you didn't know. I'm not talking about this funny politicalized stuff. <laughs> I'm talking spiritually. In fact in the Amhar- Amharic it actually says, uh, it describes the, the soul uh, uh, very much directly. In uh, the English it, it's a very weak language when it comes to God. The soul has the ability to leave and the ability to come back, to return. So I want to talk about this returning of the soul. It's very important that our soul is healthy. It's very important that the the, the soul healing is key to every other healing. Uh, uh, In third John chapter two, John says, my dear friend, I pray that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I don't want you to be more blessed in your stuff than you are in your soul. I don't want to be more blessed in your physical body than you are in your soul. Otherwise, there will be an imbalance. And where there is an imbalance, there will be corruption. No, no, no. Let us be blessed together. Let our soul be blessed. And according to the blessing of our soul, the prosperity of our soul, the healing of our soul, let every other thing be blessed as well. Hallelujah. When the soul returns, everything returns. Hallelujah. The Bible tells the story about Hannah. It is an interesting story. She could not have children, and because of the fact that she could not have children, and and because her rival was provoking her so much, if you remember the story. Now, in the Bible times, just to be clear, they had many wives, sometimes, and that created problems in the house. In fact, every time when you see multiple wives in the house, you see drama in the house. So just note to self, even forget all the spiritual implications. It's just practically, it's a mess to have. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Just helping somebody. but. Elkanah had two wives Panina and Hannah. Panina had children. Hannah did not have children. Hannah was upset about about this and she went to the temple and she was praying so much that she looked like a drunk woman and the priest said to her why are you you, you need to stop all of this drinking you crazy woman and she says I am not a crazy woman. I am not a drunk woman. I am vexed in my soul. And he, she said, "I am in a deep, deep. Uh, I'm fighting with the Lord over this issue. I have a great issue that I've taken up with the Lord. It's the Lord who I've brought my agenda I brought to uh, this agenda to. And when he realized that she was not drunk, but all of this drama was because she had an issue with the Lord, he said, "May the God of Israel hear your request and grant you your request." And the Bible says, Hannah got up. She left. She ate food. And the Bible says, her face was no longer downcast. In other words, her soul came back home. Hallelujah. It was reflected in the face. And the Bible says, she went home to her husband. And she slept with her husband. And the Bible says that God remembered her. I thought that was interesting. You know, God remembered her when she remembered God. When her soul was restored, it's like God says, oh, was that you? And see, it's important for that reason, even for our relationship with God, to have our soul restored. The Good Shepherd is going to help us to restore our soul today. Your soul needs some serious therapy today. We need to come back home. We've been traveling somewhere so far away, making all kinds of mess. Today, the Good Shepherd is going to restore our soul in Jesus' name. One of the ways it's kind of obvious that we restore our soul is by preaching to our soul. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Command that soul. Psalm 43 says, Why so downcast, O my soul? Why so troubled within me? Put your hope in God. All right, so one way we restore our soul or, or, or redeem our soul is to speak to it, to declare something to it. Put your soul there and say, listen soul, eh? amen you better get yourself together so put your trust in God soul. amen amen Amen. Amen. okay but I found that uh, God has also given us a medicine to treat the soul and and uh, today we're gonna learn about how to use that medicine actually I was in this neighborhood Samoan and it's been really blessing blessing me and uh, uh, I pray that it would do the same for you today I want us to go to Jeremiah chapter 17 Jeremiah chapter 17. This was a word that was shared by a sister, uh, pastor, Sintayu. Um, um, Jeremiah 17 and verse number seven, seven and eight. It says, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Let me repeat that. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, Whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water send it, that sends its, out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Hallelujah. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. And it says, he is like a tree. Now, when she was sharing this word, my mind immediately went to Psalm chapter one. And Psalm chapter one, it's it's another verse, the very first verse in the book of Psalms. and And it says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of the sinners or sit in the seat of the mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever he does prospers Uh Aha! so you see we have a bit of a conflict here because in Jeremiah 17 it says blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord or woman whose confidence is in him he is like a tree here it says blessed is the man who meditates the the law of the Lord day and night he is like a tree so which one is it Mm -hmm. And and I think when we juxtapose these two verses, we reach the conclusion that they are actually one and the same. That by meditating the word day and night, it produces a trust and a confidence in the Lord. And that trust and confidence in the Lord causes us to be like a tree planted by streams of water which yields forth fruit. Praise the Lord. So your trust in the Lord is telling on your meditation. If you are struggling with your trust in the Lord, it probably means you have not given yourself to the, 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 the Word of God. Hmm? Because the Word of God produces that trust and that trust produces fruitfulness in our lives. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So that tells me that if the trust is not there, I have to hold my fear under the fire of my meditation until the fear melts and the trust comes up. It means I have to hold my doubt and my unbelief and my worry concerns. Put that all, everything that's concerning me, I have to hold that to the fire of my meditation until it is no more. And my trust has replaced my fear and my worry and my doubt. Amen, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we keep meditating until the trust comes back. Until the confidence comes back. Because it's the confidence that produces fruit. All right. Now it's interesting Jesus was tempted by the devil. In, in uh, the first three gospels talk about this. But I, I like Luke's uh, order of the way he describes this temptation. After he was baptized Jesus was led by the spirit to the wilderness. While he was in the wilderness he found the tempter or the devil. Diabolos. Satan. Beelzebub. Lucifer. He was there. And he was tempting him. And he saw that he had not been eating for 40 days. And so the first temptation was, if you are the Son of God, turn this stone into bread. And Jesus responded by saying, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Pwah! The Devil said, oh, oh. And then he came back again, round two, and he took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says, all this I will give to you if you bow down and worship Worship me. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written. hmm, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the third time, eh, the devil really came in serious. And this time he took him up on the highest point of the temple and said, go ahead and jump. For it is written. Aha! The devil never said it is written up till then. Now he says, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your way. The devil quoting scripture. Hmm? And and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, uh, uh, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So what we see now is after the normal temptations don't work, the devil takes it up another level and he starts quoting scripture. He brings the word with the purposes of causing him to doubt the word. You see? And I found that if the devil is going to do with this Jesus, he might just do it with you. Maybe this explains why there's so much drama and confusion in the body of Christ. Eh? It's not that the word is not there. It's that the drama of all of this messed up uh, word that causes us to question the word, that causes us to doubt the word, and cause us to lose our confidence in God. The devil will set up shop right between the word and our confidence so that we will know the word, but we won't have the trust in the word. And we will know the word but we won't graduate that knowledge of the word into a trust in God. And today I want to expose the enemy for what he has been lying to each and every one of us today. That we know that the word is right not because of how much we know but how much we trust. It's funny many of you know I'm, I'm studying in England right now in the city of Oxford. And it's a funny city because the minute you get there your mind all of a sudden expands. Like your, your ears run out of room because you, your brain is exploding it's like the the knowledge center of the of the world of the western world and now you're there eh? and you feel like you're lost but then you have to pretend like you belong right And, and it's funny you know academia it builds up our knowledge and and we are rewarded for the amount of knowledge that we know all right but that does not work with God we're not God is not keeping track of how much knowledge God is keeping track of how much trust Trust and knowledge are not the same thing. And so I think we've mistaken God and put him in an academic box and tried to impress God with how much we know. You can know the littlest, most most minuscule piece of a verse that Jesus saves. And that trust that you have will graduate you into the place of of trust and confidence. It is not your knowledge that causes you to be a tree planted by by the river that bears fruit. It is your trust in God very different hallelujah so today is a graduation service for all of us who know how to spit scriptures the devil knows how to spit scriptures too Squ- quoting scriptures knowing scriptures That's, the devil's not afraid of that, but he's trying to keep that knowledge in the knowledge box because the day we leave knowledge and trust in the Lord, hallelujah, then he has lost his grip on us. That's when we become planted. That's when we become planted like a tree and we will bear fruit, not based on how much we know, but how much we trust. Blessed is the man whose confidence is in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord his God, hallelujah. He is like a tree, praise the name of the Lord. So knowledge is is good. As long as it's serving the purposes of trust and confidence in the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we say amen? amen? May the Lord help us to graduate today to that place of trust. Hallelujah. Trust is the great game changer. It is trust. The Bible says when Hannah's face was no longer downcast, God remembered her. It says, who's there? Something is showing up on the radars in heaven. Someone is trusting in the Lord on the earth. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a lot that's riding on your trust in the Lord. There's a lot that's riding on your trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. The minute Hannah shifted to trust. And her faith and her confidence was in the Lord. uh, Number one, because she trusted in the Lord. God remembered who? God remembered her. Number two, because she trusted in the Lord. Her womb that had been closed was now opened. Hallelujah. And open for business. Come on, somebody. Number three. When she trusted in the Lord, she birthed not just a baby. She birthed a Samuel. And Samuel was no ordinary child. Samuel became the greatest prophet in the history of Israel. Samuel's ministry took the whole nation of Israel and flipped it upside down he literally changed the course of history for the nation of Israel all because Hannah trusted in the Lord you never know what is waiting on the other side of your trust You never know what God is cooking in that tree that's been planted. You never know what kind of impact will come through that one little action of trust in the Lord. Shifting from knowledge to trust, shifting from confusion to trust, shifting from despair to trust. It changes things. It changes the destiny of nations. It changes the direction and the course of history. One little trust. Hallelujah. Because Abraham trusted, we are all here today hallelujah we would not be here today if he just did not put his trust in the lord because he trusted god god remembered him and it was counted to him as righteousness and he became the father of many nations of which we are here today because of can i get amen you never know what God is working through your trust. You never know what God is birthing through your trust. Hallelujah. In fact, you know the Bible is very, is very powerful the way it describes how Abraham grew to that place of trust. He had to shut everything off and focus exclusively on what the Lord has said. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4 and verse 18 is one of my favorites. Hallelujah Romans 4:18 against all hope against all hope Abraham in hope believed And so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith. And gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do that which he had promised. This is why. It is credited to him as righteousness you see how Abraham was able to become a father it was not by having children it was through trust and confidence in the Lord he saw the dead body he saw the 100 year old body his body as good as dead but he believed God put his trust in God and so became the father of many nations praise the name of the Lord he held the Bible says he was fully persuaded that God had the power to do that which he had promised. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. Blessed is the man whose trust and confidence is in the Lord. Hallelujah. He is like a tree. Praise the Lord. Today I would just like to use a very simple word. What, what could be waiting for you on the other side of your trust today? Hmm. Well, number one, maybe God could remember us. Amen. Not that God doesn't remember us, but you know, God is no respecter of persons. He loves us all the same, right? He loves us all the same. But, but how we trust in him causes us to remember us differently. Praise the Lord. And that causes things to start to work in our favor. God starts to deliver on his promise. That's when we start to become that tree that's planted by the streams of water. It bears fruit in season, even out of season. It's not afraid of the heat. It's not afraid of the dry season. It will always bear fruit because we put our trust in the Lord. The trust in the Lord does not come from hoping. The trust in the Lord comes from meditating on that word day and night. Hallelujah. Our strength of relationship with the word will produce a trust in us. And that trust that's in us, it will cause us to be like a tree. So today, the Lord is helping us to meld these two together. Our relationship with the word and the trust that we have in the Lord, they come together. And our soul comes back from where it's been hiding. Our soul is restored today. Hallelujah. Because when the soul is restored, he remembers things start moving maybe the hands of begging can turn to have hands of blessing if our soul is restored maybe the rivers of God can start to flow from this place like a mighty river if the soul is restored maybe a nation can be redeemed in righteousness if a soul is restored maybe we can see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in our generation hallelujah if the soul is restored there is no limit to what God can do hallelujah when our soul is restored Praise the name of the Lord. So today, I'm just calling someone back. Hallelujah. He restores my soul. Or He causes my soul to come back home. Hallelujah. You've been, you've been here physically, but your soul has been absent. Trying to figure things out. Trying to work your deal. Trying to make the success for yourself. Today, He's restoring your soul. Today, <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tolo, tolo. you know how like when you call dogs back when this when they when they run away but come back home Woo-hoo-hoo. today I'm doing that to your soul hallelujah but it's a female dog by the way because it's a female soul hallelujah come back home hallelujah let's get this thing right hallelujah your God is faithful your God is faithful to his promise uh, Abraham was persuaded that God had the power to do that which he had promised hallelujah if we don't have a relationship with the Lord we cannot have a relationship With trust If we can't develop a relationship with the word We cannot build the trust That causes us to bear the fruit that God has May the Lord call us home today Hallelujah I'm calling your soul home I'm calling your soul back Hallelujah Praise the name of the Lord. If it's not happening in our soul, we cannot expect it to happen in our life. If it's not happening in our soul, we cannot expect it to happen in the nation. We cannot expect it to happen in the continent. Hallelujah. So today, first things first, we call our soul back. Our God is faithful. Our God will do exactly what he said. Our God will finish what he started. Our God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should change his mind if god said it he would deliver tell the righteous that it will be well with them for they will eat the fruit of their labor hallelujah your soul is coming home today it's time to come back to home hallelujah god will finish everything that he has promised he's not a man that he should lie he is not a liar the devil is a liar let god be true hallelujah and every man a liar he will do what he said hallelujah so, 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 get back on, on the word. Today, I'm being like the pharmacy today. They'll, you, they'll, they'll give you the medicine, but they'll write on the medicine. Hmm? On the box. Three times daily for one week. Hmm? Or once daily for two weeks or whatever, whatever. And you take that because you believe the pharmacy. And you take that medicine and just right on time The, the, the pharmacist said to take by Jesus, We're believing that medicine like it's our salvation eh? Three times every day with every meal in Jesus name And if you miss you start getting into a, a panic attack Because hey, the pharmacist said just, This is just pharmacy, this is just medicine Today I'm the pharmacist The word of God says if you meditate the word day and night So take this thing day and night and meditate until the place that trust has been restored. Because when trust has been restored, you will be like a tree. You don't need a prophet to come and prophesy over you if you are meditating the word day and night. In fact, let me just help somebody right now. Every prophet should be only confirming what you already know. Let me repeat that for somebody. Every prophet should only be repeating what you already know. The Bible says, my sheep know my Prophet's voice. It doesn't say that. If we are sheep, we know his voice. We know his voice because we've been hanging out with him. We know his voice because we've been meditating the word day and night. There's a trust that we have developed with the Lord personally by taking this medicine on my own. By the way, my medicine will not work for Misu. Hmm? I have to take my medicine for myself. Today, I'm the pharmacist, I'm not your therapist. Uh, I am your pharmacist today No counseling appointments this week In Jesus name Uh, I am not your therapist I am your pharmacist today The pharmacist just gives you the medicine And then you do your business by yourself Meditate that thing day and night Meditate the word until trust and confidence in the Lord is restored. Until your soul is restored. Until your soul comes back home. Hallelujah. Because when your soul comes back home, God himself will take up the case. God will see to it that you will be fruitful in the land of the living. God will cause every good and perfect promise. Hallelujah. Will come to pass in your life. Amen. It has to happen in the soul first. Hallelujah. Let me tell you why I, I I because I realized something this thing will work for people in this church whether you are a member or not I heard a story when I was in Oxford uh, Ato Samuel goes to school there and we met over there and he told me this story, he, he comes to church here uh, and uh, uh, you know, uh, how many of you remember the story about my car? Okay. For those of you who don't know, there was a time, I say this all the time for a reason. I'm hoping some of you get it. This is why I kwachu. What's kwachu in English? So, I, I, uh, I we needed a, a car. We were living in, in, in Washington, D.C., no car. And my soul prospered with a car before my hands prospered with a car you see oh hallelujah i feel the anointing now and i went in the morning i went to the kitchen eh? i grabbed a plate eh? from the kitchen and i began to drive my plate around the house complete with stopping at the red light because i prospered in my soul before i prospered in my in my life I was driving the car and then you know after I drove my wife was there she was laughing and now I took the plate and parked it in the kitchen and then I walked out of the house and I took the number 11 bus alright when I came back my wife was looking at me with her mouth open like that and now I came home and then she says you're not going to believe what happened I said what happened? Right when you left, somebody called and says, is this Pastor Z's house? And she says, yes. Oh, okay, I have a question. What's the question? Do you guys need a car? And my wife said, "By Jesus, <laughs> my husband is a man of God. And she said, well, actually, we we do need a car. She said, hallelujah, I knew the Lord spoke to me. I'm bringing my car right now, and you'll have the car. I'll bring the car over. So that morning, you see, I was driving a plate. Because I was driving a plate because I was prospering in my soul. I was prospering in my soul because I was meditating the word. And my car became more real in my spirit than it did in my hands. And my face was no longer downcast. And the Lord remembered me. And so I was driving a plate in the morning. And in the afternoon I was driving a real car. With my family. With a real stoplight. Come on somebody. Don't mess with me now. Feel the anointing. Now how many of you heard that story before? Okay, this is why I tazzeb Zeb You know what Ato Samuel says? He said, one day, he brought a bunch of his co-workers to church here at Beza one day. He came here, and, and, and this man, I don't even know if he was saved or not. He came, and he, I was happening to preach, because this, this, by the way, this story shows up every now and then. He happened to be on the Sunday that I was teaching about my car, and he got so blessed. This guy, he doesn't even come to church. He went home. He started driving a plate in his house by himself. <laughs> that same week, he got a car. Yeah. So you know what that tells me? Why is it that people come for a visit and get more blessed than the members? Yeah. You guys have heard this story so many times, you laugh the same way every time and nobody gets a car up in here. <laughs> I say that story for a reason. And people who are strangers are getting blessed. And people who know this story better than I do. May the Lord help us. The point being, let our soul prosper before anything else prospers. May our trust and confidence in the Lord grow today like never before. Let our confidence and let us be fully persuaded that God has the power to do that which he had promised. Because then our soul will start coming home. Praise the name of the Lord. May the soul come back home today. I call that soul back home today. Hallelujah. You have been trying to solve things on your own for too much. God does not work with your labor. He works with your trust. God does not work with your knowledge. He works with your trust. If our trust is here, God will remember. And God will open up things that had been closed. God will redeem nations in righteousness. Abraham, if he saw the fruit now, he would say, oh my God, I'm so glad I trusted when I did. And may your future testify to your trust today. Hallelujah. May the fruit that comes out of your life testify that somebody was trusting God today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm not therapist today. I'm pharmacist take this word meditate day and night don't ask questions don't come back for counseling eh? don't call my phone number eh? do take the medicine it will work for you hallelujah faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God eh? build yourself up in your most holy faith and you will start to notice a shift in your spirit a confidence will come back I think one of the challenges with problems is that problems have such a way of consuming our 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 the the majority of our uh, our our thinking and our trajectory of our life we get so caught up when there's a problem we can't think of anything else the only thing we can think of is getting relief and that's what sam that was that's what hannah hannah that was that was hannah's problem she could not have children that's all she could think about so when she prays to god she doesn't even bring the promise to god You know, she just brings her problem. And when you're praying the problem, it only gets worse. It only gets bigger. And you start looking like a drunk woman, (laughs) like Hannah did, right? It's not through meditating the problem that we become a tree through meditating the word, that trust and confidence comes back. And when the trust and confidence come back, we become that tree. So may trust and confidence in the Lord rise like never before. May we take the medicine every day like we're supposed to and let trust be restored. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name and everybody said amen. I would like us all to stand, please, if you can. Hallelujah. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much. Thank you for restoring my soul hallelujah thank you for each person under the sound of my voice i pray jesus that you would visit each person with such a spirit of trust and confidence in the lord hallelujah that we won't be shaken by the winds and the waves father god but we would know who it is that our soul has believed and i pray father god that because we trusted in you that father god we would be like that tree that you would open up the closed things and that nations would be redeemed blessing will be released Father God, it is not by might, it's not by power, it's by your spirit. So we commit these words and these pharmacy instructions into your careful hands. And I thank you for standing by your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Have a tremendous week in the Lord. We'll see you next week, God bless you.